0: how to overcome and will know how to be victorious and will know how to remain in an overflow. Do you know that you can have the overflow and lose it? Do you know that? You can have the overflow and will finish. Yeah. Do you know that you can be blessed and then after a while you are no longer blessed? You know, so it's not just about having it. It's also about how you are able to keep it. I was uh, listening to an interview they had with Warren Buffett's son and they uh, the interview was like your father always says this, you know, for a long while he was actually the richest man, isn't it? He? So anyway, he always said that he would give his children enough to make sure that they can do anything they want to do, but he won't give them so much that they end up doing nothing. Do <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So the most important, and then the son was being asked because the son is was a, a police officer. Then he became a farmer and things, and so the interviewer was like, why are you doing these things? And and how come how come you live on the farm? And, um, there's, and he said, oh, if he wants to buy a plane, he can buy a plane. Because every year, he gets $184 million from his dad. You know, there are three of them, so every year, what comes to him, which he uses all of it for um, philanthropic, you know, various things. And he said that if he wants to buy a plane, he can buy. But to maintain the plane, you know, and that he's extremely content with the life he has. And, you know, he's living in overflow. He's living in perpetual overflow. But he could probably have another sibling who swallows all the $184 million before the year ends and is still in need. And it's so it's not so much even about the quantity, but it's having that ability to be consistent. Do you understand? And to know what to do with what you have. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, every time, especially for us as Christians, or when we come, we have a conference, or we are having a meeting, or it's a woman's time, you know, and we say overflow. Immediately our mind is going in there. We are coming to receive packages of blessings, and, you know, and it's true. But I realize that it's a scary thing to receive a good thing and mess it up. It's a scary thing to receive a good thing and not know what to do with it, and not know how to keep it and not know how to grow it, and not know how to expand it. Do you understand? Scripture says that, listen, there can be a man who tells so much and makes so much money and don't know who's coming after him and what they will do with it, whether he'll be wise or he'll be a fool. Do, do, Do you understand? Yeah, there are parents who worked so hard, sacrificed, you know, all their blood and toil and their sweat, only to have children who came to totally misuse everything and ended up in need. You know, and you also have people who have grown who have statements like, Once upon a time I was very rich. Once upon a you see, it's not a good statement to make. Because once upon a time you were very rich, and then Yeah, oh I You see, and even in our faith, I used to be a strong Christian. I used to be a great preacher. I could pray. There was a time when I used to pray all night. And then what happened? What made it cease? You know, we've been reading Psalm 65, verse 11 for the sisters um, when we meet on Tuesdays. I just want to touch on it, then we'll go and read our main scripture. It says that, Psalm 65, verse 11 from the NLT says that, You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. And I like this version, I like this scripture because it makes us realize that Inside the overflow and with all the goodness and the year being fruitful and being one with a bountiful harvest, there's also the hard pathways. Amen. And you cannot separate yourself from that. And when we are not able to handle that bit, the overflow becomes almost meaningless because it's not going to take a lot to let it disappear. Do, Do you understand? And I want us to grow and rise up and be Christians Who are not afraid of the hard pathways? Do you understand? Who are not afraid of challenges? Who are not afraid of negative experiences? You cannot live in life and not have negative experiences. Do you understand? The laws of life demand that there are ups and downs. The laws of life, you know. Let's read our main text. We're going to take it from... Matthew 25, we're going to read from verse 14 to 29. Tell somebody it's a long scripture. Tell somebody it's a very long scripture. Tell the person, because we want a long overflow. We want our overflow to last for a long time. So we're going to have a long scripture, you know? Because when you think about overflow, you're thinking about something that has gone over the brim, isn't it? Something that has gone over the boundaries. Something that... You know, has filled to capacity and has gone beyond the limits or the supposed capacity that it has. And I want us to become people who are not just content to reaching our capacity, but going beyond it. Not just reaching our limits, but going beyond it. You know. So I'm going to share with you that for 20 end of 2020, going into 2021. I want to go beyond everything that my husband and my children have spoken of in my, my life, that I'm tone deaf, I don't have sound, and I'm going to learn how to play the keyboard. And that is me going beyond my abilities and my capacity. How many of you are waiting for the day I sit behind the keyboard and I play a song? The Holy Spirit will come down and will not be able to go up again. <laughs> Halle. You see, but you see, I'm using this as a joke, but the reality is that this is how people are going to mock you if you are going to try to walk in an overflow. Because it will sound funny. It will sound ridiculous. That when you were in high school, you couldn't make a sound. You couldn't play a note. When you were in primary school, you couldn't play a note. In university, you couldn't play a note. You grew up, you couldn't play. Your first decade, your second decade, your, third, your fifth decade, you say, now you have a note. But that is what can do, God can do within the hard parts. Amen. So let's read Matthew. Let's read our scripture. Matthew, we're going to read from the NLT. Matthew 25 is a story we know, but we're going to use it for this. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. How many of us know that the journey of life is just a long journey, isn't it? He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Tell a person by you, I am different from you. My abilities are different from you. My journey is different from you. It's different from your own. Yeah, my abilities are different from yours. Yeah. All we know is that we will all get there in the end. Then he said, he then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work. Tell somebody, I am also going to work. Also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. How many of us have hidden so many things that we have? Hmm. I pray that God will expose what you're hiding to you, that you don't know that you're hiding. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money the servant to whom, and that's why I think that it's very important that as Christians and even as pastors and leaders, we have to teach people the fact that prosperity is not necessarily a bad thing, but what are you using it for? What is it there for? What are you, do you understand, what is it, what is its value? What are, What is it impacting? Is it just you and getting more, bigger cars, bigger houses, bigger shoes? Can you wear oversized, I mean? Focus, focus. Yeah. Well done. So when the master came back, he came, the master was full of, okay, let's go back. Where are we? Verse 20. After a long time, 19, their master returned from his trip and called them to give account of how they had used them. Verse 20. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Now I will give you many more, many more. You know, he worked and multiplied. But when the master came, he didn't also just multiply. He said, "What? I'll give you many, many more. Then let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I've earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more. It doesn't matter what your ability is. If you work with it, you will also get many more. If you work with it, you will also get... You know, one of the things I learned was the fact that it doesn't matter what has been given to you. So I may be given one, you may be given two, you may be given four. What is important is how many zeros am I putting in front of the number? Because if I've been given one and I put three zeros, it's a thousand. If you have been given three and you only put one zero, it's 30. So it's not about what you have been given, it's what you do with it. It's how you stretch it, it's how you work it. Do Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Some may start looking as if they have many more. But as the journey goes on, you will know who really has many more. Hallelujah. You know, yesterday when Pastor Eve was talking, she was talking about the fact that she came from a village in Zimbabwe and arrived, you know, and now she's having to feed somebody who was born and bred here. Their grandparents were born here, their great grand and she has to find food and give to them. It means that one may have been given one, one may have started with four, and has put a zero in front of the four, not even after the four. And one has put a few zeros after. Do you, do you understand? I'm praying that by the time we go through this and go through a couple of things, we will change the way we see ourselves. We'll change the way we approach what we are doing. We'll change the way we approach setbacks, the way we approach, you know, negative things, challenges. It is lessons of life. Then he said to the last one, he said, the master said, well done to the second one. Then 24. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, master, hmm. I can imagine how he was behaving. He would come stroppy with an attitude, looking at those who had four, those who had uh, five, those who had two, you know, yeah, whatever. You are the favorite ones. You are the ones who are liked. No, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Come and stand there with your hands on the waist. I was afraid, uh, Master, I knew you were a harsh, man. Harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money So I hid it in the air. This hiding must cease. Tell somebody the hiding must cease. Look, here is your money back. Look, here, here, take your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant! if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you at least deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bucks of silver. Have you seen how the one with the five, now he's overflowing? He moved from ten to many more to now getting all those who will not do anything with their own. He's receiving all of it. Yeah. Then verse 29. To those who will use, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. May that be your testimony. To those who will use well, those who use well, what they are giving, to those who use well, what they are giving, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. You know, Scripture says a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of their arms, so that shall thy poverty come upon thee. Yeah, if you do nothing, even your almost nothing will be taken away from you. Yeah. But he says that to those who use well, may you become somebody who uses well whatever God puts in your hand. Because that is where your abundance is coming from. Where, that is where your overflow is coming from. You know, I want us to shift from where we become so dependent and so reliant on others, you know, and for some of us, even culturally, it's something that we just get used to. My uncle will help me with my school fees. My uh, This person will help me. This person will send me money. This person will pay my bills. This person, do they owe you? (laughs) Yeah. You know, because for you to experience this thing, the first thing is that you have to realize that you have to move away, you know, from that place of Being somebody who is mourning, who is complaining, who is whining, you know, feeling frustrated, you know, for themselves, feeling sad for themselves. Rather, what you need to do is that, listen, if you want to have more, you yourself, you have to become more. If you want to get, you want bigger things, you yourself, you have to become bigger. Yes, you cannot want bigger things and then you are shrinking. No, 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 it's not possible at all. You have to grow bigger if you want bigger things. So if you are experiencing certain negative things, you have to grow bigger than the negative things. Yeah. And you see, we have to get to the place where we ask. When you ask, what is going wrong? Why is this thing not working? What is it? You should always be able to say, what is wrong with the situation? You should always be saying, it is me. And when, when there's something wrong in your life, don't go looking for somebody to blame, somebody to cast their responsibility on. If only these people did this for me, if only this boy had helped me, if this only this person. At some point, you have to stand on your two feet and say that the thing that is going wrong is me. The reason why things are shrinking rather than expanding is me. Hmm. Yeah. Challenges in life will always reflect on the size you are at. You know, yeah, your challenges will re- reveals the size of your person. I'm not talking about height or whatever. I'm talking about your capacity. Do you understand? I'm talking about your ability to take anger, to take insults, to take whatever, you know, disappointments. When you lose your when you see the kind of challenges you are having in your life, that is the size you are at. Yeah. I had a, a, a wonderful test. You know, yeah, yeah, two days ago. Because when you look at the kind of issues that you are battling it, you know, the kind of things that you are getting engaged in, you know, you are still quarreling with your next door neighbor. You are still quarreling with people in your office. You are still, I mean, you look inside your marriage and you see some of the quarrels. You're still quarreling. Why didn't you take your shoe off at the door? Why you? Done? Why did you leave the fork in the spoon? Why did you do that? And that is, you see where... <laughs> 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 yeah, And even when you look at what you regard as a challenge, what you regard as a setback, what you regard as something negative, it's a reflection of where you are at. Yeah. It's not a reflection of the challenge. It's a reflection because somebody has a bigger challenge and is seeing it small because they have grown bigger than that kind of challenge. And you have that challenge and the challenge looks bigger than you because you are smaller than the challenge. You know, two, two days ago, you know, the... The Lord used my son to test me, to see which challenges I have overcome, you know. So I spent the day with him. It was a wonderful day. We drove, and he was driving me, and I was sitting at the back. I was studying, doing my notes. You know, he was playing great music. We were having great conversation. It was a lovely time. In fact, when he gets married, his wife and I will have to negotiate on certain things. Anyway, so we went on our journey, you know. Then he dropped me off. He was like, Mommy, I'll come and get you when you're done, whatever. You know, then when he came to get me, was like, oh, I don't know. For those of you who are even this close to him, you know that anything to do with church he likes, church history, church drama, church, anything to do from uh, Chimbuktu to any church he knows. You know, if you ask him, how old is Bishop Blake now? He'll tell you. When did Bishop Blake say this was the first building they used? Yeah, when you ask him, oh, mommy and daddy, they used to preach in uh, Los uh, Community Center. Then they moved to the... So when he picked me up, he was like, oh, mommy, I've been to everywhere. Every place we used to have church, I've been there. And he said, oh, I went to this place that we used to meet. I think that was the second place that we used to have service in, the second place we moved, which was a United Reformed Church. They had two halls, and they gave us one, and we used to have service on Sunday. But it was in the neighborhood where you had Everybody living there was of a different religion, and they were very strong in that religion that they were, and most of them were doctors, this, 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 very, you know, intellectuals, and they took it upon themselves that they would torment us every Sunday. So every Sunday, they will call the police that the noise level is unbearable. Every Sunday. So every Sunday, when and worship finishes about, is going on around 10, you should expect to see sirens and then they'll come with their machine to come and take the decibels. So, is it decibels? Okay, I know something. They'll come and measure it, you know, Every and then the council wrote a letter. So as, when the letter started coming, I was happy because as for a letter, I can respond. So when they use all their big English, which I take my dictionary, then I respond on that same level. Yeah, so as a point, we, I wrote a letter that the level of harassment is bordering on A. So the thing was becoming a legal matter. and We didn't get a letter again. But when we moved from there, when we got our own building we moved from there, a few years later, we met Reverend Richie, uh, uh, what what was he, the uh, overseer or whatever. And he said they've sold their building to that religion, so they've turned it into their place of worship. So yours truly had gone there and met the caretaker. And not knowing he had negotiated with the caretaker that he will be back so that he can go around the whole place and see what they have turned the place into. And the man was like, yes! In fact, do you know what? Kian said something that was so sad because it was like, a religion that's supposedly so opposite to Christianity and they're so nice and they're so friendly. And in fact, the man was like, oh, come to my house for lunch. Then I'll take you around. You don't know the boy. Don't know. See, I'm robber. See, You know, what is his plan? What is... He said, come to my house. Come and eat. I don't know how many of us, if somebody walked in here and said, oh, I want to view round. We'll even offer them water or tea. We'll sort of be looking at them like, mm. yeah, you can look in the foyer. <laughs> and even in COVID, see, yeah. so when we finished, he said, oh, man, please, let's pass there because I promised the man, and the man kept calling. Where are you? Are you coming? There? So when we arrived there. I was like, mommy, are you coming? I don't have that anointing. I've been in this building for, like, how many years? That season is gone, you know? Let the dead bury their dead. Kian said he was going. I said, okay. So he left me in the car, you know, that his car that he has bought. The car, we have to give it a name. Has it got a name? Yeah. He left me in the car, and then he left. So I'm sitting in the car, but I had something to eat, and there was a bit of mess on me. So I got out of the car to, you know, I didn't want to dirty, you know, the car. So that they would give me lift again, they would take me around again. So when I got out of the car, people too were coming because the people were about to have their meeting, their religious meeting. So I just shut the door so that the person could drive. Not knowing that car, when you bang it, gate, as soon as the door is shut, the car locks. Hey! And I just got down, so I don't have my bag, my phone, nothing with me. And as soon as the car locked, heaven heard, then the rain came pouring down. I don't have umbrella. I don't, and that's religion. Women too are not allowed into the building. So I can't also go in there to look for my son, who was probably roaming. So I saw the caretaker at the front. I said, Oh, please, can you tell my son that I'm locked out? Of it? And he could see the rain just beating because there was no shelter anywhere. So I was in the rain, showers of blessing, you know. And I was telling the man, Please, hey, 20 minutes later, I'm like, Can't you even see that I'll get a cold? I'll catch a cold or something. The man was like, Oh, when I finish, get everybody in, I'll go and look for him. He's upstairs somewhere. And that's when my challenge. Began, I was a negotiation because I was. And I think that at that point, when he was told that I was in the rain, he also knew his mother and knew that by now, you know, my level of what will happen to him, you know. So apparently, he called his father to call me to see if he can negotiate some terms before he surfaces. Out. What he, what he also didn't know that God had been having conversation with me inside the rain, that. How blessed are you to have a son whose desire for the things of God even makes him sometimes go to extremes? What if he was running into something else? What has he come to do here? He has come to reminisce over a place that he used to worship. You know, a place that has had such a deep meaning for him. You know, for him to also learn something that if we don't take care of the house of God, other religions will take it, you know? So he didn't know that By the time he came, the Lord had already sorted me out. But when I was preparing, you know, I was going over my notes and things, I realized that these things a few years ago would have meant that today he won't even be in church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But he came back into the (laughs) car. He came back into the car. You know, he was like, Mommy, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, it's okay. But, you know, you should have just opened two minutes. And then we got back onto our life. And we continued, and the matter, and we haven't even brought it up again, isn't it? Yeah, because I've had to, I have grown out of being petty on something which is so petty. What happened? Nothing happened. We were not late to anywhere, and we were not going anywhere, and nobody was expecting us anywhere, and we didn't particularly have anything to do. If I was going somewhere, and it was raining, and I didn't have umbrella, would I get angry with the rain? Would I get uh, it, You see, I'm saying this to us to realize the number of things that challenge us that should not challenge us. The number of things that we lose sleep over that we shouldn't lose sleep over. The number of things that annoy us that should stop annoying. It's okay. You have grown out of it. Yeah, you've grown out of it. The things that you get so irritated about. Think about the people that you have decided that you won't forgive. What exactly did they do? Think about it. Think about it. That is small-mindedness, small thinking, smallness, smallness, smallness. Yeah. How would you get to an overflow? How would you get to that if you can't cross these small barriers? Because they will never stop. Will, listen, people who are successful, they also have problems. Yeah. They also go through challenges. Yeah. It's just that they keep growing bigger than the challenge. They keep, that is why you can have somebody who may be a billionaire, lose one billion, and just press on. And then you, when you lose 100 pounds, you can't sleep. <laughs> I'm preaching to somebody this year. I want us to go into 2021 growing bigger and bigger. Growing bigger and bigger. They stepped on my toe. They pinched me. They squeezed me. They, hey, at some point you have to move. What about the people who are being chopped with cutlass and knives? They pinched me. Yeah. So you see that the battles are different. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not sharing that story that. Uh, remind me that I have to tell you something 31st night, not today. That's why I haven't grown out of it. <laughs> that challenge, I'm still inside it. <laughs> Bigger things. Because, you see, we are Christians, and we have this desire to do well. God also wants us to do well. We have to be able to represent God. People must see that we are blessed. People must see that we are favored. People must see that we walk in peace. People must see that we are gracious. But how will they see it if every little stumbling block we fall? Every little stumbling block we fall. And listen, God will always tempt you. Because sometimes you think you have grown out of something. You have to be tempted so you know that you haven't grown out of it. Sometimes That thing has not come happen. That's why you think that you're okay now. It has to happen. And then when you're able to survive it, then you know that you have grown out of it. Yeah. You see, you can just be there and say, well, Mina, I don't care with people. I stop caring. Well, hey. Be patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the situation arrives, then you will see that your not only yourself, your might, your brain, everything will come out. You know, when people are coming to crowd, depending on the level of crowd, they have to breathe in longer because they need more energy too. <laughs> oh, we have to keep. I, I want us to finish this thing because I'm not taking it on till Sunday. We are finishing it. Listen, life is not going to shrink to fit your current level of capacity. Life is not going to shrink. You have to grow bigger so that you can absorb it. So that you can absorb it. We have to expand ourselves. That is why, you know, sometimes even when we talk about, oh, social media, this, whatever. Listen, for you to have that level of saturation. You see, for you to overflow, first you have to be saturated with the thing. Then the more, the rest of it will come. For you to be saturated with something, you have to spend enough time on that thing. Do you understand? Dedicated to it. Meditating on it till you are saturated with it. And you realize that this social media thing, sometimes they don't give us enough time to meditate long enough, to be dedicated long enough, to even get to the place of saturation. In this generation, a lot of people get their source of information from social media. That is the final word. If it's on social media, it's true. Yeah, but if you have followed anything on social media long enough, you know that after a while it changes. Yeah, coconut is good for you, it's not good for you. Eat eggs, don't eat eggs. Hey, carbs, no carbs. No carbs. Keto diet, whatever diet, water diet, paper diet, sugar diet, yeah. Till you grow enough to realize that whatever the people are selling is the best thing for you. Yeah. What I am selling, that is the one that you need. Not what is good for you. So you have to step back. You have to step back and realize that, listen, I shouldn't just be so fickle. Yeah, because scripture even teaches us that the simple-minded, they're always the ones who get into trouble. They're always the ones who are flawed. They're always the ones who are taken captive. Don't use it. You can use it as entertainment. You can use it as one of the sources, but it can never be your defining source. And rather, the scriptures become something that you are so irritated by. Some of us, the only time we hear the word of God is in church. And when we come near you when you're having your quiet time, it's like you're racing. You use your eyes to scan the verse quickly so that you can get to the end of it. But it's not true. Psalm 34, the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Psalm 34 verse 19. Many are the afflictions. That is a life lesson. That is a fact of life. It is not something that we can run away from. The only thing we can do is that we can grow to be able to absorb the afflictions of life. Hallelujah. Tell somebody grow. grow, 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 grow. Yeah. Tell the person stop focusing on small things. I think that's my main message for us as we are going. Stop focusing on small things. What you think is a big thing now, very soon will become a small thing. Yeah. What you are thinking is a big. It's not a big thing. You are small. You have to get bigger. You have to get bigger. You have to get bigger to the point where if you come to church and Pastor Sam doesn't say hello to you, you don't collapse. Why should they always say hello to you? At some point, if you need a hello, say one to yourself. Look at yourself and say, hello. Oh, you're looking good. How are you? Yeah, come on, let's go to work. Yeah, every time somebody has to, you know, the day your husband or your wife forgets to look at you and say, honey, you're looking nice. Then you get nervous. You yourself should stand in the mirror and feel nice and tell yourself you're nice. Yeah, look at some of the petty things even people divorce over. If you want more, you have to become more. Amen. And the truth is that the bigger you get, the easier life becomes. Do you know why? Because there are less things that are irritating you. There are less things that are annoying you. There are less things that are you know, frustrating you. There are less things that are offending you. There are less things that you find difficult. How many of us, when we were maybe class one, class two, yeah, whatever, we used to struggle eight times eight. Then we'll have to put eight here, put eight here, put eight here. Then put the eight here. Then put the eight together. Then put another eight together. Three lots of eight. Then add the day. By the time you are finished, you are sweating. Yeah. But the time came, when you look at the thing, then you just say it. And then they'll tell you, do that 22 times table. Then you start, 22 times one. Nobody, everybody say, hmm. 22 times two. <laughs> ah! Oh, dear. I want us to be a church Christians who when they see negative situations or go through negative things, they are not going to be so overwhelmed, and they're not even going to be surprised that something has gone wrong. And they're going to stop blaming everybody else. Listen, all the people are trying to blame, they are not on the list. All the people you are trying, they are not. I don't care whether it's your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your pastor, they are not on the list. Currently, you are the one on the list. There's a um, a leadership uh, teacher who just recently passed away, Zig Ziglar, he said something. i quote a couple of his things. He said, if you ride through life, if your ride through life is not as smooth as you would like it to be, blaming the road may not be the answer. The next time you encounter a difficult obstacle or problem, you should smile and say, here is my chance to grow again. Amen. <laughs> he said, yeah. Because I remember Reverend telling us that, listen, pain is inevitable. Misery is optional. It's a choice. You can choose to be miserable because of what you've gone through. Or you can choose to use what you've gone through to get stronger and to succeed. (coughs) I pray that somebody will become more. I pray that somebody will become more. I pray that we'll move away from that mindset of entitlement. You know, that why am I not winning? Can you imagine? Have you seen, haven't you realized that every game has rules? Football has its rules, tennis has its rules, rugby has its rules, athletics have its rules. And the rules have been set, and generally, they are fair, you know, how you play it, how it's made. Can you imagine that you lose a game, you lose a game, you say, no, they should also make me win. How can they make you win? Can you imagine? A good example Asna. Nobody can let Asna go to the top. Manchester, eh, uh, uh, man, do you understand, it's like, let's bring Liverpool down, let's bring, uh, uh, Leicester down, let's take Arsenal up, we can't take you up, you have to rise up, they, they, are not going to change, they are not going to change the rules, listen, when Tottenham wins one, let Arsenal also win one, learn the, yeah, And that is why sometimes, instead of trying to also get better, we are despising those who are winning. We are despising those who are increasing. We are despising those who are growing. And we are saying that life is not fair. What do you mean by life is not fair? The rules of life are there. You have to grow into it. You have to use it. You have to expand into it. We're going to close soon, but I want to give you a few things before we close because how many of you think that this message is important? Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Tell somebody you can have more than you currently have. If only you can become more than you, are, you currently are. Yeah. yeah. Listen, life will only get better when you get better. I want a better marriage. I want a better home. I want a better life. I want a better, I want a better, are you better? Have you become better? How can the marriage be better? How can your life be better? You are studying the same way you were studying and you are failing. And you want your uh, results to be better when you are not getting better. Things will only get better when you become better. Yeah. Your marriage will only get sweeter when you become sweeter. When you become sweeter. I'm telling you, there is no way that you will bring your sweetness and the thing won't be sweet. So long as it is sugar that you are put in the tea and not salt, the tea will be sweet. You are pouring salt, you want sugar. Become sweet. Become better. Become nicer. You want a nicer life? Become nicer. You want a peaceful life? Become peaceful. Sometimes I pray, if God is even confused. Lord, give me peace in my marriage. Bring peace into my home. And God is like, hey, all the ones I've put inside you, even, you're not bringing it out. Which one should I pour over your life again? Yeah. You have to apply wisdom. Yeah. And become what God has called you to be. Yeah. The, 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 the servant with the one talent, if he had used it, he would also have more. Yeah, he would also, if he had gotten better with the one, things would have been better. Lord, help us. Yeah. Yeah. We want to see excellence. You have to become excellent. Yeah, you can't be average and you want a beyond average home. A beyond average, ow! You want an excellent environment. Do you understand? You want your house to look very nice. And you clatter everywhere, you throw things everywhere, you don't pick anything up, you don't wash anything. You go to the kitchen, the whole kitchen is a mess, the dishes are not washed. Then you stand there and say, oh, I wish I had a nice kitchen. From where? You have to take your sponge and your soap and wash the plates and dry them and pack it and clean it and spray the plates. Light some candles and then you smell it and then you see the atmosphere is nice. It's not about do's and don'ts. It's about what you want. Yeah. See, sometimes we become so religious, we are just trying to obey certain lo- uh, rules. We are just trying to follow certain steps. Are, stop it. Have, have it, this thing that you want to see, you want to become, and follow that. Yeah. Listen, when you see a lot of clutter around you, there's also that same level of clutter in you. Right. Telling you. Sometimes, even when you are going through stress or you are feeling down, and you clean up your environment, and you get some nice scent, you'll be amazed how it even calms you down. Become what you want to see. Become what you want to see. 2021 CICC, let us become what we want to see. If the church is going to work, we must work. If the church is going to grow, we must grow. If we are going to reach the save, we must go and reach and save. You're going to work in 2021. We made so many excuses in 2020 the pandemic, the this, the that. But 2021, you and I, we are going to work. Tell the person by no more hiding. No more hiding. So I just leave you with these few things. Listen, we are Christians, and that gives us an extra advantage, an extra blessing, an extra hand. Put your faith and your trust in God. That's the first thing. Because when your faith and your trusting is in God, whatever work you are doing, God will multiply. Whatever you are doing will become more. Whatever you are doing will increase. Even if it's a challenge, you know that ultimately all things will work together for your good. Put your trust in God. Stop putting your trust in men. Stop having faith in men. My husband is a good husband because of God. My children will be good because of God. Don't put all that they say, well, once I'm disciplining them well, and I'm doing this well. and I, It's not that. Hmm. In Isaiah 26, the Bible says, in verse 3 and 4, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in you. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Yeah. How many times have you taken a decision and then you realize that you can't? You need that extra oomph from the almighty God. Yeah. Put all your faith. And also become somebody who is prayerful and who studies the word. Listen, there is no alternative to prayer and studying the word of God. There is no alternative. I don't care how many messages you listen to. I don't care how many times people pray for you. You want more? You want abundance to remain in it? You have to become prayerful. You have to be one who studies. Yeah. Reverend says this all the time when we have leaders. He says, listen, if you want to be a great leader, you want to lead, you want to increase, you must become somebody who reads. Yeah, you have to read. And now we have audio readers and somebody who even read for you. Ah, you relax, and then they read into your ears. I'm not sure how well that works, but they, they, they read into you. Yeah. Isaiah 34, the Bible says in verse 16, Isaiah 34, verse 16. Yeah, exactly. By the time, 30 minutes into the reading, you're asleep. Isaiah 34, 16, the Bible says, search the book of the Lord and see what he will do. Search the book of the Lord, yeah, and see what he will do. Search it. Search it. We are searching all kinds. People know how to search online for everything. Search. Some people are so good at even finding people online. Do you know John Smith? Oh, really? Which city is in? Where they... Okay, I'll come back. They'll Google, Google, Google. They'll bring you John Smith. Can you imagine if you could Google inside Scripture, Google inside Scripture, and come up with powerful? How many of you like this Isaiah 34? Search the word and see what you But me I had to go and search inside and find it, isn't it? It's about time you started searching for yourself. Because your situation is different from my situation. (laughs) Learn from others. Trust in God. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in the word. Learn from others. And I'm saying learn from others because I want you to learn from good examples and bad examples. Learn from others. Learn from others. Learn from others. I'm giving you two more and then we are going. Learn from others. Learn from others. Yeah. Yeah. Become more disciplined. I think that's a really important one. Do you know why you need to become more disciplined? Because all your major decisions have to be followed by discipline. You cannot achieve the decisions you have taken if you are not disciplined. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to stop fornicating. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop cheating on my whatever. I'm going to do until you become disciplined. You need discipline to realize your decisions. You need discipline to realize your decisions. If you are not disciplined, you will not realize your decisions. 2021, here we come. Yeah, the, that uh, leadership guy, he said, if you will be hard on yourself, life would be easier on you. But if you insist on being easy on yourself, life is going to be very hard on you. Isn't it true? I won't learn, I do not learn, I do not learn. Then you fail all your exam. Life will be hard on you. But if you are hard on yourself, life will be easier for you. Stay up all night, stay up all night, stay up all night. Life will be easier on you. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. You know you've read it in scripture. You are being taught. Don't have sex before marriage. Don't have sex before marriage. Don't have sex before marriage. Is there feelings? Yes, there's feelings. Is there edges? Yes, there's edges. Is there? mm, There is. Is there desire? Mm, There is desire. Is there? there. But if you are hard on yourself, life will be easier for you. Preach, pastor. Preach. We don't like to do hard things don't like that's why sometimes people are making declaration 2021 my year of it's not about your year of what are you ready to put into it and you see to become disciplined in any area it has to become habitual and for something to become habitual you have to go through that process of it becoming more sustainable hey I don't know how to fast I can't fast have you tried it have you pushed it how far have you pushed yourself what surprises me is the ladies who will never fast and lay their stomach down, maybe for souls or for this. But when they want to lose weight and wear their wedding gown, Minister Sheila, they will shrink like nobody's business. Hey, even if they don't have to breathe for 24 hours, don't breathe for 24 hours. Yeah, then they'll stand there like this, then they'll zip them up, then they'll say, are you okay? They'll say, mm, I'm okay. <laughs> so it's not that we can't do it. Tell somebody, having an overflow is not accidental. It's not accidental. It's not accidental. Yeah. May 2021 be a year where we increase our value. We increase our worth. Because do you know that the more valuable you are, the more they are ready to pay you more. (laughs) Yeah. Stop just showing up at work or showing up in church or showing up. No, no, no. It's not about you showing up, but it's about what you add to it. What value do you bring? What value do you bring to your home? What value do you bring to your family? What value do you bring to the things of God? What value do you bring to that business? Mm -hmm. Make yourself valuable. Make yourself. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Spend time and work on yourself. The more you work on yourself, the more valuable you become. Stop working on others. If they only stop day dressing like that, they will get a husband. If they only stop, day, what about you? Mind your own business. Work on yourself. Work on yourself. Work on yourself. Whatever the area is, work on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the person who wrote the biography of um, that, uh, Isaac um, Newton, they said that in his era, the 1600s, they also had a plague. And they had like a two-year lockdown locked down, like two years. And whilst he was locked up, what did he come up with? Gravity. Uh, loss of motion, isn't it? Optics. Yeah. You know, there were people in that 1600 who also slept through the two years lockdown. Yeah. Apparently, he was even, he would go into his garden and use an apple to, you know, analyze the gravity forces. Can you imagine? And some two were sleeping. Some of us we were watching movies and chilling. <laughs> And some of us were getting depressed. I am lonely. I'm alone. I'm I'm being exposed to my spirit. (sighs) Ah, May you become all that God has called you to be. No more fear of what ifs. No more hiding behind your failures. No more hiding behind your limitations. No more hiding behind your setbacks. No more, no more, no more. Now you yourself, you are going to take the word of God. You are going to take the principles of God. And you are going to apply it yourself. You're going to apply it yourself. Nobody is going to apply it for you. You yourself will apply it. I'm going to end with this scripture. In Genesis 27, when Esau's birthright was taken away from him, verse 38, the Bible says, Esau pleaded... But do you have only one blessing? Oh, my father, bless me too. Then Esau broke down and wept. Verse 39, finally his father Isaac said to him, you will live away from the richness of the earth and away from the dew of the heaven. So you are not going to get that. You are not going to get that. Verse 40, you will live by your sword and you will serve your brother. Then the second half of that verse is, but, somebody say but. Somebody say a big But. When you decide to break free, you will shake his yoke from your neck. When you decide to break free, when you decide to rise above the limitation, when you decide that it doesn't matter whether I'm Leonard, whether I'm black, whether I'm white, whether I'm young, when when you decide to break free, you will get him off your neck. You will shake it, rise up onto your feet and shake yourself into 2021.